your host, Arena Antoine, and I mean, welcome back to Self Love Lounge. This is a place that stands for diversity, equity, and inclusion in our pursuit of self-love. Self-Love Lounge is a place to learn about, hold space for, and embrace ourselves deeply. Each episode will bring warmth to being comfortable with the uncomfortable. So let's uncondition our minds together to find love within and forever lead with it. So before we get into it, grab a hot or cold beverage and let's go. Welcome back to Self Love Lounge. I hope everyone is doing well today. I know it's sunshine in Vancouver, at least. I'm really excited about today's episode because I have a big secret revelations I want to share with you. And I know that I've been posting on Instagram more so, kind of giving a glimpse of what it's going to be and what it's going to turn out to be. And I know for me, It's come up in my dreams a lot, which is really strange because I couldn't escape it. And even when I had doubts about this big secret revelation, I thought, why not start creating things that don't exist yet in this world? And what better way to do it with someone who is biracial and oftentimes can't be checking boxes because she doesn't fit in them. So anyways, that's not what the episode is going to be about, but If you tune in till the end, I'll be able to reveal it. If it resonates with you, of course. I want to plant a seed for this dream to grow and manifest um, into your hearts as well. Because, I don't know, I went to work as my last day at work today and and given my computer and, you know, all the stuff that you get when you're onboarding, which my onboarding was like September and it's been nine months and it's crazy how my life is shifting so rapidly but I I gave away my all my stuff today and I felt I wasn't sad about it I remember the first time I I was closing a chapter on it on a previous job and I was so sad and it was literally a retail store job but for some reason I grew so much from that spiritually because I was doing things that I loved which was diversity equity and inclusion and I created a whole position for myself and I fought for that and it was just so impactful and this one feels a lot more like like a, okay, well, thanks for keeping me company for a little while. And I don't know, it's a weird feeling because I'm I'm so grateful for the nine months of learning a lot about corporate, but it just wasn't for me. And I think we're going to get into this episode and you're going to kind of understand what it is that I'm even talking about because it's like a lot of information all at once. But First, as always, before we get into today's episode, please write a review on Apple Podcasts or rate stars on Spotify. This seamless action actually makes a huge difference in for us to grow together and, and build this little big community that we've had over three years, I think, that I've had this podcast. And we've reached, I believe, like 120 countries. And it's kind of insane to, to think about this which is why it's so special. And I'm, I'm so grateful for hoping that I'm contributing some light into your healing. All right, well, let's get into today's episode. I'm so excited. Let's get into it. I don't know if we all have picked up on the energy of season three. And I do believe it's been shifting to a we situation more than a you or an I. Today, for example, I was 
on my way to my work for the last time and coming back, I was just sitting in the bus and I could just feel the energy of people and I could just realize like I was at some point of like ego where you're like, oh, like I don't want to talk to anybody and like I feel unsafe and this person did this and the bus driver isn't here yet and he's taking his time. But then there comes a moment where you snap out of it or at least I become aware of what this experience is actually like. And then I'm like, Arena, you're literally here for the people. And then you find compassion for people that are sitting across from you that you have no idea and they're really stressed out. And you're like, wow, like I'm sending you love. I'm sending you light. And season three called us all to process, reassess, process the reassessment, and then release the process of reassessment. And completely surrender with where you are, even if where you are is chaotic, either way you're surrendering with where you are at and that's peace. And that's my goal in life is to just find peace with where I'm at, even if it's chaotic, even if it's the worst experience I've ever experienced. I want to be at peace with that. And I want to look at it as a soul, just having a human experience and, and making the most of it. You know, sometimes you're on the sky train, for example, and you, you could be on your phone, but it takes just a minute to look around and, and look at the view and, and recognize how life is so beautiful and it's so precious and we're not here forever in order to really maximize your time here. It's time to be present and it's time to just be instead doing. Well, I used to wake up and go straight to my phone and stroll Instagram, stroll all this stuff, but I, I had to recognize that I was showing up for people before I was showing up for myself and it didn't sit right with me because then you're taking on someone else's emotions without you even recognizing that you are. And then you could be having a shitty day because you're making someone else's life become yours and then you mistake in that because you haven't spent time alone enough to know who you are. Season three is a lot like that and, and I hope that I'm channeling my own higher self to kind of channel this episode for you all. And so even having done the healing work, even feeling as though old wounds from my past have healed, even accomplishing some of my dreams as of right now, and then even losing them in the process of self-discovery, I feel like nothing's really changed. And it almost feels like I'm right back to where I started. I guess like you're probably wondering, what do you mean? You know, like Justin Bieber, what do you mean? <laughs> what I thought was a peak of opportunity became just a viewpoint into this next quote that literally I channeled a few weeks ago is that sometimes you have to create what doesn't yet exist by remaining just as you are. And that's vulnerable. And what I mean by that, it's kind of like feeling a breeze of wisdom caressing your like brown caramel skin, if you are a beautiful woman of color, as I am. And as you take it all in, you realize that the universe or whatever it is that you believe in a higher power or even yourself, whatever it is, has a funny way of shuffling our cards by moving things around that aren't authentic to us. And what is now pulled is solitude, which society tries to convince us that we are lonely when we do reach a point of solitude. But what I know 
and so sure of is silence is key because we are spiritual beings. Whether you can recognize this or not, we are spiritual beings and we are able to find answers we prayed for or even lost sleep over through silence, through solitude. I want to really touch on this because every stages of my life where I'm transitioning into like this whole new person, it always starts with loneliness, right? Mistake it for loneliness. And then I recognize that it's actually solitude, being forced to be alone so that I can process my emotions and also be ready for what's to come next. And it's really funny and kind of scary, but in the summer, I bought this candle from a spiritual store and it was this, I can't remember, it was like sandalwood. It smelled lovely. It was amazing. The The candle represented letting go and embracing change. And I remember like it was a full moon or new moon. I can't remember fully. I wrote my manifestations of what I wanted and doing your thing, doing your spiritual practice. And then I lit up the candle. And then in September, I was really struggling with finding a job. And then I found one literally after retrograde ended. A few months went by. I ended up quitting my job that I wished for, got accepted to a whole new master's program. And then I'm doing courses that I spent years of my life not wanting to do, which is like math. And everybody that knows me knows that I'm not in love with it. But all of this is is making me face my fears. And the universe is like, all right, well, if you want change, let me just give you everything that you fear. Let me move you to a whole new city without your parents, without your comfort zone, just letting go of your old life and stepping into a whole new person. And let me also elevate your spiritual practice where you're now waking up in the morning and and having like a rush of energy in your body and you're not sure what's going on, but you know it's like a spiritual thing that you can't really understand or talk to someone about it. So you're alone. And sometimes crying is the best way to release. A few days ago, and yes, a few days ago, because a healing journey is ups and downs and, you know, the whole thing. But I found myself crying in the shower with my new playlist. Also, I uh, created this playlist because I was becoming aware of the kind of low frequency that I was listening to. It puts you in a state of fear and it puts you in a state of just low vibes and I felt called to create a playlist and so I did. I called it Spiritual Awakening if you want to try to find it on my personal Spotify, which is Arena Antoine, I believe. And I I created a playlist and by the end of it, unintentionally, the minutes, and it was 555. And I'm going to search up what 555 means so that we can all be aware of how crazy blowing that candle a few months ago is. But 555 represent change personal progression and transformation. And it is a sign from the divine that you are undergoing positive change in your life. And this is really scary because every time I go for walks, I will see like a crow. Of course, like when I first saw one, I was like, okay, whatever. But eventually it was like one, two, three. And then like literally a week ago, there was a crow that just like almost hit me and it sat right next to me, like as I was walking. And that didn't feel like a coincidence at all. A black row means transformation, change, freedom, prophecy, right? 
black crow have quite strong symbolic and spiritual meaning attached to them with all sorts of different places, religion and culture. And, and this was so prominent. And this goes in everything that you're preparing to let go is preparing you for what's to come that is in alignment with your, your potential, with your highest potential, which is for your highest good. Whenever you feel alone, change that perception to, I'm in solitude right now, which means that something great is coming. And in this moment, I need to keep to myself so that I can protect my own energy, first of all, and just be. Because you're supposed to just be. Because once you're out of that solitude, things are going to move so quickly and it's going to be almost overwhelming. And you just have to trust in yourself. And that's the key here is trust in yourself. And then also the next thing is ask for guidance. Whenever you feel like, I don't know what direction to take. And this goes actually into my next one. But I was doing an exam most recently, economics, my, my least favorite topic. But, you know, I'm pulling through and I'm taking on the change and I'm gracefully doing so well, I would say, because I'm putting in the work. But every time I, I don't know something or I'm like, oh, like, I don't, I don't feel like studying right now. Like, universe, please help me figure out a way to study. I know it's like, it's, it's hard to get into that movement of beliefs. But once you believe in yourself, you believe in a lot of beautiful, magical things that are unexplainable to others, but it is believable to yourself. And so that itself is powerful. So this leads me back to this cry as a form of release and letting go of the judgment I had for my, my teenage years. A lot of us made choices as teens that can be haunting because it is attached to shame. I couldn't identify the themes of choices I was making now in many fresh new situations where I even created like a new version of myself as a form of protection of who I truly am. And there's a moment where you walk into a workplace, for example, and you start to play a role that to mask the imposter syndromes you inherited from generational trauma. And you show respect to those who hold their status too tightly and maybe even forgot how to let go and let life be in ways that you know how to gracefully. So that rush of anxiety you deeply feel is a place not because you don't belong there, but because, because it's not where you belong in life. In life, or life, doesn't have a dull moment, remember? Remember when people used to say that and I used to roll my eyes and be like, what does that even mean? But, you know, people say cheesy lines all the time, but this one could not be more true. When I first got my job, I was nervous. But when I gave it away, I was thrilled to know that I knew my worth wasn't through a title, but within my light. And everyone listening today is a light worker, whether you can recognize that or not. I know in my heart that everyone has a light by just being themselves. And the day that you let judgment in, your light, as strong as it is, will slowly fade, but it never dies because it's all you. Everything that you've accomplished in your life, everything that you're wanting to pursue, everything of anything, it's all you and it's always been you. 
And this doesn't dim away those that have helped you along the lines to get you to where you're going. Like for example, your parents, but at the end of the day, those decisions that you are making, you are making them, not anyone else. And that you can never take away. And every time I shine light into spaces that were so mundane and like dull, it was rejected because I dimmed my light to match the frequency of fitting in. And so many of us will walk into freshly new spaces confident and come out depleted. You know, it's kind of like you're walking in like yourself and you're coming out like a whole different person, a whole different character. And part of the reason, not all, is that we might feel the energy of someone's envy as we become very familiar with picking up that energy because we've done the work, we've seen what it feels like, and we've been the one being envy at times, especially when we were young and naive, and we were envious of confident souls that were walking into life because they were doing the healing journey at an early age, for example. So anything you feel, you've probably experienced, and that's wonderful. For a while, I was picking up on envious energies by just having conversations with people. And sometimes I found myself like minimizing my experience. For example, university, I would talk to someone and that person would say where they went and I would say where I went. And there was like a a categorical like status based of like where I went to university. And then I wanted to like minimize my experience because I don't want to make that person uncomfortable. But in my persona, like I don't care about status. I don't care about categorization, not because I don't recognize those that do value this this aspect of life, but it's not what life is about. And I just know in my heart that I'm here for people. I think that that's my goal in life. And I don't intend on forcing that that persona on anyone. The key here within all the years of healing is that I know we've all invested in ourselves by maybe listening to a self-love lounge podcast episode. Your healing energy will always overpower or kill any choices of dimness instantly because the universe will never allow you to run away from who you truly are, which is authentic. It will place many challenges that you are absolutely capable of overcoming as a reminder or an alarm clock that you can't snooze unless you choose yourself and you become yourself. But if you don't, it just keeps getting louder. The alarm clocks keeps getting louder and louder until you throw your phone out the window because all the answers are already within you. So I guess it's fair to say, if you don't recognize that you have a light within you, your soul, which by the way is incredibly powerful, you may lose it without knowing you even had it. And that's intention. I want to take this episode right now to let you know how much your light means to me. And I know it's scary to shine your light because you might be seen as a bad guy when you do, by the way. But here's a little story. I auditioned um, for a show a while back and recently I watched the final season of it and I cried so hard for my teenage self. And the character who plays Davy, 
and this is from Never Have I Ever. The character's Davy's light is so heartwarming that I am so incredibly proud of all the people that created a show that was based on representation that is creating energy to those that were hurting in, in their teenage years. And whatever you were lighting up right now, I am so proud of you, even if there are days where it may be dimmed. But I just want you all to know that your light is your light to shine and not anyone else. And this could be a reminder for myself, honestly, because everywhere I walked, I shined on those I loved and that was a guarantee. And I knew that this is what I was meant to do in this world. And every time those I loved took my light as their own or they mistakenly took it as their own, it left me feeling hopeless and, and even heartbroken at times. And I had to find the strength to take it back because it was mine. And the realization of others when my light was gone is, is almost like they attempted to build their own homes for their souls to feel safe and secure. And that was valid, but only to realize they were building broken ones. Their homes were broken because they built it with my light. And once I realized who I am not and who I am, I took back the light I shined because it was time for them to find their own home and their own way to shine within. And that was probably my purpose in their life in that moment, because I do believe that everyone that you meet is kind of like a contract that you have with them. And sometimes you have to end the contract early. Sometimes you have to end the contract immediately when you meet them. And sometimes you end it five, 10 years later and you're like, hey, like, I don't think that we can be in each other's life because we're hurting each other, but let's just end it respectfully and end this contract together. And you do this through meditation or to yourself, or you write a letter, which I tend to do all of them. But I do want to recognize that it's hard to build a home. I never felt safe in my own home, not because of the people I lived with, who I love, but because I didn't have control over the home. There were so many people coming in and out I felt out of control because I had no control. And even when I was grasping something or some kind of control, I lost and it was all lost. And the universe always opens a portal for us to find a home within ourselves, our soul. Our light's home is our body. So the way that we nurture our body is important because that is our home. And so this can be through anything that you feel called to. And this is not specifically like, okay, you need to eat properly. You need to go to the gym. You need to do this and that. It's literally, what do you want to do in this moment right now? You know, it could be anything. It could be, I want to do absolutely nothing. So you go and do that. I want to create a website today. So you do that. You do what you feel called to because your soul will lead your body into whatever direction that it needs because it is home. But the day that you go against your home, you're depleting and you're breaking like a window or something and you're going to have to fix through healing work, but it's kind of like your home. This kind of tunes into what I had to revisit with my teenage self recently because I realized that I had to bring her home. She was still lost. When I would meditate, I can visualize my younger self 
so easily. She is alive. She is having the time of her life. She is healing. But I couldn't visualize my teenage self. And I guess it's because I didn't have as much compassion for her than I do for my younger self. And because I was in this state of, I don't understand why do I have so much emotions surrounding my teenage self? Why can't I go and revisit that? Why is it so uncomfortable? And I asked the universe to show me why I can't visualize my teenage self. And it was because I had to feel her. And feeling her was extremely painful and, and even shameful. I was, I was ashamed of the creative decisions I made. I mean, my sister recently had a Hindu prayer and it was extremely chaotic because all of all the movements and I won't get into that. But for some reason, I had so much attitude that day, not to her, to everyone else. I was extremely judgmental of those who were not their most authentic self, for example. But, but then I realized like, I wasn't being mine either, but I had to channel someone so familiar that it was my teenage self. She was my shadow self where she ate all the judgment that was thrown at her and became it, which is why I could never find compassion for her than I do now. And it makes me sad. It makes me sad because our teenage selves were, were forced to be a premature full adult by judgments. But how could judgment force themselves onto us when we were just children experiencing life for the first time? I mean, I had my heart broken by life during my teenage self. And I was angry about everything. Gosh, I was so, I was like an angry ball. And you often hear that, that when you're a teenager, you're just like annoyed and like, angry and all the emotions in that round. I really think it's because nobody wanted to leave us alone. And alone would mean that we could get to know ourselves a little deeper, the same way that I'm alone right now with more wisdom. And this time I'm actually an adult. In moments where I felt as though I was lost between every stage of life, and was unsure what direction to take. My African grandfather came into one of my meditation and some of my spiritual practices and reminded me to always remember where I come from and who I am, just by the way, little Arena always knew. And to build her home is my new project where I am hoping that I uplift anyone in finding their light within their homes, and forever remain safe with it. And you can follow her on Instagram called at to build her home, spelled just as it sounds. And stay tuned for what's to come because it's going to be for the people this time. And I'm, I'm really excited. Just grateful that I get to create something that was led by divine. And it will be huge, not for me, but for us. And so I guess before I close this episode, please write a review, leave a comment, send us an email, 
do all of it because I would love to hear from you. And with that, I hope you have a wonderful day and I'll see you on the next episode. Bye. Mm -hmm.